a Board Game Blitz, a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to find the board game that perfectly represents your soul. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, we're talking about our Get to Know Us games. First, we discuss some games that come on greeting cards. Then, we talk about the games that we would use to introduce ourselves to new friends or partners. And now, here are your hosts, Ambie and Crystal, plus our ridiculously special guest who happens to be right here in my house with me. I'm Monique. Hi! One quick note before we hop into the main episode, and that is that Dice Tower West just happened. Well, tech... So when you're listening to this, Dice Tower West just happened, but we're actually recording this before Dice Tower West. So I'm sure I had oodles of fun. And yes, you, that person I met there, man, it was so good to meet you, but technically that hasn't happened yet. So expect to hear more <laughs> about my experiences at Dice Tower West, you know, after I've been there, which, which is now for you listening. And you, you know what? We'll just, yeah, we're, let's go on with the episode. We all got review copies of these greeting card games. Yeah! There are six greeting card games from The Dark Imp. It is going to be on Kickstarter. When this episode releases, it might I be on Kickstarter? I think so. I think or... it'll be live. I know the preview page is up right now. Yeah. So I, I played a couple of them and then sent them on to Crystal, and she got to play a couple of them, I think, right? Yeah, uh, Monique yeah. and I played three of them, actually. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and I got to play two of them. I played... Wait, did you say which ones you played? Uh, I did not, but okay. you, Ambi, you played Guess How and Splinter. And we How played did you those... know that? Oh, is it because I cut them out? Because <laughs> <laughs> you sent me the games and those ones had already been cut out. So yes, I, no, I'm psychic, Ambi. I did you, did you know that I've now, I've gained psychic powers. Um, and in, in addition to those two, we also played In the Drawing Room with the Hatchet. Oh, cool. So the way these cards work, if you heard us talking about cutting them out, these are car- uh, these are games that come in the a greeting card. So it's like a greeting card, a folded cardstock thing with, with double-sided printing, and then you can cut out the pieces. Part of the greeting card might be a board, and then part of them are pieces, and you cut it out, and then it becomes a full game that you can play. And the six games are all different types of games. Like there's there was like a solo puzzly game, there was like a party game, there was... I don't remember the other games because yeah, the other games aren't the ones I played. Uh, a few of them. So there's one that like seems like it kind of does some like battleship esque stuff. Oh, yeah. And you know, there's another one that is like inspired by shoots and ladders, but has some more stuff to it than that. Mm-hmm. And the ones we played, one of them is a little bit clue esque. You're kind of like hiding weapons and trying to kill the other players, though. So it's a little different. There's a dexterity game, which is one of the ones that we all played. And then the Guess How game is a cooperative game where you're trying to, like, get these little tokens, like, back to their home corner of the board, and it's cooperative. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played that one solo, so. Yeah. I, I remembered it being a solo game, but yeah, yeah. go up too. <laughs> <laughs> and we played all of ours with three players, so. Oh, okay. These are, these are, it's a cool concept, right? Because, yeah. you know, we've talked a lot about how we like button shy games, the 18 card games, or oink mm-hmm. games, or Paco game games. You know, I like games that are portable, small, mm-hmm. not super component heavy, not super rules heavy. And so all of these, since each game, both the components and rules all fit on a single greeting card, like that is kind of the epitome of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of like print and play games too, or like the yeah. one sheet print and play games where you just had a thing and then you cut out a little bit and then you got a game. What, what I thought of the games themselves, the rules are also printed on 
the game card. So for guess how, I think, the rules were printed on the back of the board. We, which, yep. Yeah. <laughs> means while you're playing the game, I couldn't really check the rules. We, we yeah. noticed that as well. We were, and it, I, for the record, I don't know how they could do it necessarily any differently. Yeah. Because one because side was mostly components that you cut out. So mm-hmm. then the rules and board kind of have to be on the opposite sides of the other half. But yeah, we did run into a couple of rules questions while we were playing. And yeah. we had to take the pieces off the board to flip it over. So yeah. I guess... I would recommend if somebody picked these up, I would say, hey, grab your phone, snap a picture of the rules, and then start playing. Because Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker about it, but just knowing that ahead of time rather than going through, <laughs> yes. going through half the game and going, what? Yeah. And then like... <laughs> Hopefully they'll have like a PDF of the rules online at some point. Yeah. 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 Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I also found some of the rules confusing and not entirely clear for some parts of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I think that might also be another thing of the rules being just short on a on just like the card, so they couldn't elaborate on something. Well, and so. these these got mailed to us mm. quite a while ago. Yeah, and these, these are prototypes. These are prototypes. These are so prototypes technically, they could so. have worked out. Like we had a yeah. few rules questions as well, and theoretically, mm-hmm. those could have probably already been worked out. Where I'm going to email the creator and just like let her know about the questions we had and see, you know, mm-hmm. if we missed something or whatever else. But I would not use that necessarily as a ding against these, since these are just now going on Kickstarter. So any issues like yeah. that can be resolved at this point. Yeah, yeah. it's true. What did you think of the games you played? Oh, I guess we could talk about Guess How first because yeah. we both mm-hmm. played that. Guess How was one of the more confusing ones for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was my favorite one. Really? Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah, I actually have a VOD. I streamed it online. So there's a VOD on our YouTube channel of the stream. I think it was a little confusing at first, like rules wise. But then after I played a couple games and I enjoyed it. it. It was puzzly, like planning ahead, trying to get moves right and the options were limited because you're trying to like get your tiles to the corner but like once you go on a tile you can't go back on it yeah Mm -hmm. so here's my question is technically this is one of those games where if you win they can make you can make it harder by adding a thing or if you oh yeah i I didn't do that part but i don't i'm confused as to how that happens uh, yeah, me too. I was unclear on that. Yeah, it says you need that. a permanent marker and that you write that thing on the board, but then is it there forever? That doesn't make sense to me necessarily. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure how that worked. And I, I know that in that, in yeah. the uh, the printout that we were given alongside the games, it did say that some of the games might come with like stickers of sorts. Mm. So I wonder if this might be one of those that the final version would have maybe. like something removable that you could add to the board or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like that board bit is dry erase or something. Yeah. But I will say like there weren't really turns necessarily in this one. This is one of those games that like if you're playing with somebody who is more, you know, does the quarterbacking thing, like they're going to take full control over this game Mm -hmm. uh, because everything is public information. So there you if you are somebody who does not like other players taking control in a cooperative game, this is going to be one of those that you'll have struggle with. Or you can play it solo. You can't play it solo. And the puzzle of it is interesting. Yeah. You're trying to move pieces to specific parts of the board and you can't go back to places you've already been. So you're, man, you're moving multiple things at the same time. So mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit puzzly in that way, which is nice. Yeah. I liked it because it was something that I think I would have more fun playing with the people I would have in mind to play it with. But it was, I think it was something I think that we were really confused about setup and how it started mm-hmm. and like the goals because of some of the, Choices, I think, could be totally ironed out pretty easy. But it was the one that I wanted to play again, like, afterwards. Just to see mm-hmm. if we got it got it better on the second playthrough with mm-hmm. more clarification. But that was the only one that I felt that 
way towards. Not that I had a bad time with the other ones either. No, that's cool because yeah. I had the opposite experience. I yeah. never, I don't, I, yeah. I was not inclined to play this one again. And I definitely want to play in the drawing room with the hatchet again. I loved this game. Yeah. Like, oh, but that's, mm-hmm. yeah. So we could go on. We'll get to that one in a minute. Yeah. So let's talk about Splinter next because Ambie, you right. played this one as well. Yes, I played Splinter. I mean, this is, this is your classic silly party style mm-hmm. dexterity mostly game like it's yeah. you're completing tasks using scissors and a piece of paper mm-hmm. and competing against the other players and that could be anything from making a paper airplane to dropping a piece of paper and, and seeing who who's will float the longest through yeah. the air making a little sculpture and you get a single piece of paper to use for the entire game so it's interesting because you kind of have to be smart in how you utilize that paper <laughs> yeah but it, it was very arts and crafts feeling. So yeah. like, if you like arts and crafts, then you might like it. But um, one of my friends didn't like arts and crafts and he got anxious playing it because it reminded him of doing crafts in school. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so he, like, he did not like that at all. Okay. No, that's, le- that's legit. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it was a really interesting mechanic where you had like a single sheet of paper and you had to use that single sheet of paper mm-hmm. the entire time over and over again. And I do know like, for sure people who I who I could play this with and have a lot of fun with even mm-hmm. if my brain does not work this way <laughs> <laughs> I would still have fun just watching other people's brain work that way it felt like mm-hmm. you know uh when I was in math class in like middle school we had to make bridges out of toothpicks like based mm-hmm. on like the strongest shapes and stuff yeah. like that it felt like doing that which I really really liked doing that not because I was good at it because it was just fun to think that way yeah mm-hmm. Like, what, what can you do with a piece of paper, you know? And, like, yeah. and sometimes people can do some really creative stuff yeah. with a piece of paper. What can you do with the BA in paper? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so we also played a third game that Ambie didn't get a chance to play out of the group of six called In the Drawing Room with the Hatchet. And in what? this one, all of the players have a weapon that they get to hide somewhere on the board. And you have a piece of paper and you write down the location, the grid location of where you've hidden your weapon. And then other players have to go around and hunt for weapons. And once you they once you find a weapon that doesn't belong to you, then you can start killing the other players. But each weapon has a different way it kills, meaning like grid-wise on the map, like one weapon mm-hmm. only kills in a like vertical north and south line. So players either have to be above you or below you. Some of them are proximity-based. So like just the four squares orthogonal to your player. And it's programmed movement. So each turn, all the players have three actions that they have to program in advance. So it's similar to Robo Rally or any other, like or Mexit versus Minions, other programmed movement games where you're like, oh, Kathy's over there. So if I move here and there, then I can kill her. But she's going to move too. And movement always goes off before other actions and so it's funny because you'll end up wasting actions because you'll be like i want to hunt here but you can't hunt when another player's in the same room and somebody might walk into the same room as you Mm. it was interesting i really liked this one we did run into a problem with the rules in that you can't use your own weapon to attack other players and we had an odd player count with three and the rules do not explain what happens when two players each pick up the other weapon and there's a third player that now has no weapon to pick up oh Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so Kathy and I each were able to locate each other's weapons, and Monique was just like, what do I do? And the rules oh. did not have a way to account for that. I was yeah. trying to haunt you, and then you left me. I did kill Monique, and then Monique was just haunting me, because you get to be a ghost <laughs> after you die. You're not eliminated from the game, you just can't win, but you can still kill people, so that's kind of fun. But I didn't have a weapon. But so you I did not have a weapon, anyone. yeah. So, and we looked, and I could not see anything in the rules that like accounted for what you do in that situation. So if you were playing with three or five... And that happened. I, I don't know what you would do. It so. was gravely disappointing because thematically, I really wanted to like this game. Yeah. Just like hunting down, like hiding weapons, finding weapons, and then playing hide and seek with murder. Like, that sounds like a great time. I adored it. So <laughs> it was a great time. Yeah, it was. Okay. Like, also, to be fair, not only was I like the ghost and I just kind of had nothing to do except go back and forth and haunt the stairs like some weird moaning myrtle. But like, I also had to... I, no lie. I am really bad at programming. Oh, really? Games. Really bad at programming games. <laughs> like, oh man, you try to get me to go directions and I will look at you like you asked me three-fifths of something. So this game was not <laughs> built for you in the first place. It was place. not. And then you ran into an unfortunate situation on top of that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's just like, I think with that rules fix about like what the ghost is supposed to do to either come back to life or kill someone else... That then it would be a little more fun, like because it just mm -hmm. took me a little bit longer to get how everything worked because I'm not good at that programming. Yeah. Part. Also, the printing mm -hmm. was off on this one. When I cut the pieces out, the backs of them, the ghosts were cut in half. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. that, that was funny. I was I flipped them over and I was like, did I screw this up? And I was like, nope, I didn't. The printing was just off. But again, yeah. all these are prototypes, Prototype. so that's not a big yeah. deal. No. Honestly, I think the this set. Obviously, we didn't play all six of the games, but this is a really neat thing to have mm -hmm. on hand mm -hmm. like if you wanted to gift something to a casual gamer like you know somebody likes program movement for instance and they yeah. play games casually like that uh in the drawing room with mm -hmm. the hatchet game would work well for somebody like that as like mm -hmm. if it's their birthday you can give them a greeting card that is actually a game like that's a <laughs> yeah, fun that's thing yeah, to gift to yeah. somebody you know like mm -hmm. oh here's your birthday card guess what it's a game like mm -hmm. that's cool Although there's not much room to write, like, happy birthday in it or anything, right? You can write on the outside of the envelope. Mm -hmm. I yeah, mean, it's yeah, a really okay. big envelope. You could put another envelope in yeah. the envelope. It'll be an envelope and an envelope and an envelope. <laughs> yeah. And be like, boom! Yeah. <laughs> That's a meta gift. Yeah. Who do you think the, the audience for these games is? I, I would not give this to someone who is, like, necessarily a hobby gamer, but someone who is a hobby gamer who has people who don't like board games in their lives. Okay. To me, it felt like playing Llama. Where, like, Llama is just, like, where Reiner Kinesia took Uno and goes, boom, I'm going to make it better. with like, bippity-boppities for me. But, like, that clarifies and makes it shorter, sweeter, more, like, efficient. I feel like these ones give you more interesting things to do rather than there's, like, a shoots and ladders. This one's, like, shoots or snakes and ladders and pogo sticks. Again, I think they do something more creative and more fun for people to kind of get beyond the boundaries of, like, the typical like games that we usually see for people like in most mass market game stores and like play it with them get them introduced to it unless the rules are really really tight i think the rules would frustrate new gamers but i do think it would be a really good gift for people who don't often play board games okay and i'm again i just want to clarify i'm guessing the rules are different than what we are seeing yeah at this point so um, I, I would imagine the rules have already been tightened up. Every time we've done a Kickstarter preview like this, yeah. that's always what we get back is, oh yeah, we've, we've updated the rules. So yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to hold that against it at all. No, no. Like other than that, I think it'd be good for like, I would take this with me like on camping trips. 
Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a card. You don't, like, you could cut it up. And, like, you could still keep it and still keep it nice. But if something happens, you get, like, attacked by a bear and it eats it. Like, I'm not going to be super heartbroken about it. But I will have had fun for the time that I had, had with it. I mean, assuming you didn't get eaten yeah. by the bear. I don't get eaten by bears. They're allergic to me. Oh, okay. I have a natural, like, bear. Repellent? Bears are allergic. You have a bear my... repellent? Yeah. <laughs> So needless to say, we think that this game is approved for people who bears are allergic to. And yeah. Really good traveling games. Yeah. yeah like very really good, good traveling, traveling games. For they're sure. Really good. And they're fun. It's just like, if you're, if you just have like a really long road trip or whatever, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And the Kickstarter for this campaign is live right now. Just started a couple of days ago, if you're listening to this episode when it drops. So there will be a link in the show notes if you want to go check out these really cool greeting card games. By Dark Imp. Yep. For today's thematic segment, since Monique is on the show with us, I actually asked her to provide our theme for today's episode. So Monique, what are we discussing? We are getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. are trying to get us DMCA'd, aren't you? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Disney, don't be mad. Take this as an opportunity for a sponsorship. You don't yet, but you could. <laughs> Dream big, Disney. Support Board Game Blitz. So I love people and how they work and, and getting to know them and how they like go about in the world. So I wanted to know what games y'all would put in a box. If like it was a big cardboard box, it's like someone's like, I want to get to know you through some games. You could be like, here it is, my soul in cardboard and paper. <laughs> oh gosh, my I don't know. I didn't I didn't I didn't think of these based on my soul in any yeah, way, shape, or form. Your very essence. <laughs> no, like that's, I'm sorry, that was a really bad more, accent. <laughs> more intense. Yeah, that, that got way more intense than oh, I was I'm expecting sorry. it. No, no, it's uh, you don't have to bury like your whole soul, but like maybe if it was just like I don't if, think you can get to know my soul through games. I I want to I want to state that. To, Emphatically, like you cannot yeah. get to know my soul through board games. Not possible. All right. So, like, what are like if someone wanted to know, get to know you through a handful of games? I mean, this was an interest. So, when you proposed this, yeah. this seemed like a really interesting topic to me because we talk a lot on this show about our favorite games. And when I was considering this topic, I was like, would like, for instance, would my favorite game of all time, Battlestar Galactica, be on this list? And I don't think it would be. Even though it is my favorite board game, I don't necessarily think that that game helps you get to know who I am. Uh, although the people who play Among Us with me might disagree because <laughs> they, like, anyone who plays social deduction games with me at uh, any point is like, oh, Crystal, you're good at this. Like, that's the response I get. Like, what were we playing last week? Oh, we played Push the Button, one of the Jackbox games at Social Deduction. Mm-hmm. And I had everybody fooled real hard like they were certain I was human and I very much was an alien and it just the the satisfaction I get from pulling the pulling the wool over people's eyes in a game like I'm maniacal about it like I'm honestly but like that to me is not who I am as a person yeah right like I enjoy that way that you like to play yes so I that for the record Battlestar Galactica is not on my list Ambie what what were you thinking about Ambie when you were um, well, I was also like wondering if my favorite games are going to be on the list. And for me, it was uh, yes. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, no, that's, fa- that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So like my favorite game is Space Alert. So that is a real-time cooperative program movement game. It's it's pretty complicated, but <laughs> I, I really like real-time cooperative games. And I think that also is kind of who I am too, because I am very 
stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so like my life is full of stress. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like <laughs> like things but can I, be frantic at times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so like that's just that just if you if you get to know me like that that's gonna you know there's gonna be a lot of stress and you and you like working with other people yeah and work I work with other people in in the stress oh yeah so (laughs) and yeah so space alert is like it's a really complicated real-time cooperative game so like I was thinking of putting some other real-time cooperative games on there but like space alert is just my favorite because there's a lot of stuff going on it and it has a funny theme and there's lots of things to do. It's, you have, really have to work together. And then things go terribly wrong and it's hilarious. Um, which I guess I don't want things to go terribly wrong with, with my actual life. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't I mean, do that nobody one. wants that for you. So, yeah. <laughs> but but I, no, that, I think that's the goal, though, is like in Space Alert, you're trying to make sure things don't go horribly wrong. And that's yeah. what you also try and do. Like, when, I mean, you come yeah. on, you've got toddler twins like that's that's a parent a parent of twins young twins is probably all day long just try and make sure things don't go horribly wrong right yeah like, <laughs> yeah what's uh what's one of the games on your list mo i did a lot more thematic kind of games and like what happens between people and i also chose like board games and rpgs so i'll go with my one of my board games first is obsession And I chose that one because, like, I absolutely love Regency-era books and novels and stuff. I'm a huge Jane Austen fan. And I love how they broke that all down. But also, it's just, like, I am very much a person who gets, like, very embedded in themes. I'm like, you, it doesn't matter if it's not a role-playing game. When I play it, it will be. And so I love that this game already puts you, like, so much in that mindset. Like, oh, I do need more furnishing in the drawing room. And then, like, yeah, you're just like, I, I just love how they broke it all down into, like, a system, something more than just shallow, like, they're hot and rich, go marry them. It's yeah. just like there was a lot more to manage to that estate, and it kind of, like, gives you more of an insight <gasps> That's into why that. I don't like obsession. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like managing people, and that entire game is about managing people. Because you're like, okay, you need to go work, do that, and you. Yeah. I hate managing people. No wonder I, I love don't like it. that yeah, game. No, I love people, uh, and I love organizing systems. And I think <laughs> this makes sense. For the record, I want to be clear: Obsession is a great game. I just, it's just not my jam. So, like, yeah. but I wasn't quite sure why, because Kathy loves it, and I just mm-hmm. was like. I think the theme is cool, mm-hmm. but I literally, like, we played it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to play that again. No, I love everything about it. Okay. Like, I would love to put new furnishings in the this drawing room. This is why board games are so freaking cool. Yeah. Because you and I have games mm-hmm. that we can play together all day, every day, that we both like. And we also yeah. have games like this that's like, no, we're completely different. And yet, like, that's what's magic about board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I love, the, I love the people management thing. Not that I, I don't like to manage people necessarily but i love like getting groups together to do their best so like when you're trying to get like the right people in the right room to make things happen it feels like that yeah yeah one of my first games that i put on my list is letter jam and i put this on here for a number of reasons i think you all know based on the fact that i've for a lot of the podcast, have had an etymology segment. I know it's been missing for a while i talked about this in the q a episode y'all go back and listen to that if you didn't but i love words and word history and etymology and the like the, the science of language basically and so letter games or word games in general are things that I very much speak to me letter jam is also cooperative and I like cooperative games I like working with other people but it's neat because in letter jam you don't have that quarterbacking problem there you can't I mean somebody could do all the things but the game mitigates that like no once until all these tokens have been taken another you know the other player can't take another token or give another word so it helps divvy up the responsibilities and you don't have perfect information 
information, you can't see everything. So it's really neat in that regard. I, uh, I really like Letter Jam for all of those reasons. So I think that's why it would be on my list. I love word games. I haven't played any in years. Have you ever played Letter Jam at all? Oh, you should play. It's really fun. Uh, I will bring it with you. You also like deduction too, and it's a (gasps) it's a word deduction game. Yeah, it's deduction, and oh yeah, Letter Jam is my jam, literally. All right, Ambi, what's another game on your list? I had another cooperative deduction game, but not Letter Jam. It's Hanabi. So Hanabi is a cooperative card game where you don't see. Yeah, you're you're building fireworks. Uh, You don't see your own hand. And you have to give clues to other people for them to play your hand. You're trying to play your cards in order one through five of each color. And like you can give a clue or play a card or discard your card. So you have to give a clue and then remember what clues were given. And when you give clues, you have to say like all of the information. Like if you're giving a clue that someone has ones in their hand, they have to say all of the ones that they have. So there's a lot of like deduction and some memory too and remembering what clues were given. I have definitely played Hanabi with too many people who like... We give them a clue and then like one turn later, they've literally forgotten it. And I'm just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I have the deluxe edition, which has tiles, which it makes it easier for, for me to remember because I can like move them back and forth in 3D space kind of instead of just in your yeah. hand. Um, but yeah, like it's a great exercise in working together. And then like as you play more with people, you, you get to know how they play and stuff. So I like games like that where you play more with people and then get to know more about their minds. I was going to put the mind on here because that's another game like that. But then I was like, oh, I also really like deduction, like the thinking of that, of Hanabi. So I put that one because, yeah, that's more getting to know me, I think, is nice. like the, the deduction thinking part. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Mo, what's your second game? I actually broke this down in my head. It was just like I was going to do like two games that were based on like classic literature right like obsession it's like regency era sherlock holmes consulting detective sherlock mm-hmm. holmes books again like that cooperative deduction thing for next one i go and want to do like more naturey games so like arboretum and probably honestly like sunset over water because the art in both of those like really does i love i'm a huge walker i love going out and walks i'm not a hiker i'm not like in it for like the gains but i love going out walking and just like noticing what else is around me taking like noticing tiny plants and seeing how things grow and just contemplating the trees the leaves the wind and the pine cones you know so both of those games really speak to that part of me that just loves being out with a big sky over me and like feeling chill and at ease in the world so those are I love that. I love the vibe of that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And they're also like, just looking at them, you're just like, it's right for a cup of tea. It's going to have a nice cup of tea mm-hmm. and a good time. That's how Arboretum gets you. I mean, shoot, <laughs> if you open up Floriferous, literally you can mm-hmm. earn a cup of tea in the game. Like that's a thing in the game. Right? Like all the pencil first games really, really are like that. They they bring out like the, the party that like loves to chill with Bob Ross and feel encouraged, <laughs> even though you don't want to paint a single thing, you know? <laughs> You're just so glad it's there. You love that energy and you love that natural space and being out in nature and just, yeah, it's like the vibes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> How about you? What's on your next on your list? I think this will come probably as no surprise to anybody, but I had to put Strike on the list. And the, <laughs> not because I love the game, even though you all know I do, but the way I introduce Strike to people, I think is very telling of who I am as a person. Because what I do mm-hmm. every time I teach Strike without fail is I get the game out, I open the box, you know, I pull out and everybody can see the arena and I grab the gladiators in their Ziploc bag and I put those down and I, I get a very like stoic face on. And 
and I'm like, y'all, this is a really serious game of gladiatorial combat in an epic arena. And everybody kind of just looks at me a little confused, you know, like, <laughs> like what is happening here? And then I break and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be tossing these guys into this and it's real silly and fun. And like, I think that's kind of like very telling of who I am as a person. Like mm -hmm. I'm lighthearted and silly, but I also, you know, can take things seriously, but not too seriously. Mm -hmm. And so like, this is an important game, but also we're going to have a whole lot of fun playing it kind of a thing. Like, yeah. no, no, it's, it's gladiators in an arena, not dice in a bowl kind of a thing. And if, and I, what's funny is I'll say that. And then I'll later say the word dice and people are like, no gladiators. They'll correct me. And I love that moment where they've like <laughs> bought in to yes. my narrative. That's and so like, good. I think that's kind of part of me too is like I love getting people on board with the things I love and the way I introduce this game does tend to like they're like oh no no it's gladiators like they correct me I'm like yes yes you get it you get it so <laughs> that's why Strike is on my list even though the game is super fun and I, I think like very few times has this one failed me like there are people who this game is not their jam but for the most part people really tend to enjoy it yeah yeah, yeah that checks yeah all right Ambie what's the last one on your list for my last one I put Tragedy Looper uh, it's another, yes. uh, um, I was going more into the deduction as well because mm -hmm. like I really like deduction and logic puzzles and stuff so yeah the people play these they'll know that I do like that <laughs> so Tragedy Looper is a one versus mini deduction game if you like like logic puzzles like those paper logic puzzles with the grids and stuff it's like that but then there's a mastermind versus protagonist and it's time travel themed and it's also anime art and like anime theme too, kind of like time travel anime theme. And I also like watching an a lot of anime and time travel is, is like one theme that I like a lot as well. So yeah, but the what's cool about Tragedy Looper is it's not just like a static logic puzzle because there's a mastermind working against you. So you're trying to like figure out these things or if you're the mastermind, you're trying to prevent the other people from figuring it out. And like as they try to do things you can like intercept them and try to prevent them from learning their clues and try to kill them the same way each time so that they don't actually learn anything new but then they're trying to learn something new and so it's like going back and forth but more of those mind games but like this one's competitive so you're trying to like beat the other person and I really like beating other people at mind games. <laughs> so. You heard it here, folks. Ambie likes beating other people. <laughs> I still want to play this game at some point. I don't, I actually think I would be really bad at it on either side of the equation, but I still want to play it at some point. I would it, desperately want to play this. Yeah. It is a, a very, very thinky game. Like you have to definitely be in the right mood to play it because like, it is one where you're constantly <laughs> thinking and doing deduction because you have to remember everything that's happened and then you're trying to like figure out, eliminate all the things. And so like if I'm tired, I don't really want to play it <laughs> um, because I, I need to focus on it completely. Yeah, this is so. this is not a day four, uh, 9 p.m. of a con kind, kind of game, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like Tragedy Looper, if you play that you'll get to know more of like my uh, basically ambi's smart like real smart and this game is very <laughs> evocative of that <laughs> yeah so mo what's your did, did you have one more or two more i have like last, last six uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we totally have i'm trying three, to so. cut it short so now i realize i'm like my third two were role-playing games but like now i'm looking at it like i chose like classic literature and nature stuff and my last little one is just like more old stuff so let's go with more old stuff for my rpgs and then we'll 
like party games is the other one because I am a party. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go with like my RPGs, uh, and those would be probably Brindlewood Bay, which is basically like living as Angela Lansbury's character in Murder She Wrote or Miss Marple or like any of those old classic detective kind of TV shows and books where you're retired uh, elderly people in like a in a small village and you're just solving murders. And that sounds like the life I want to retire into. Uh, and then you can get like some supernatural weirdness in there, which I absolutely love, which is why like my other one is the old Changeling the Lost from like it was a new world of darkness system. I loved that setting like a lot. You had the different seasonal fae courts and then like you yourself were stolen as a human by the fae, but you managed to make your way out except time has changed differently. And so now you have to go back as passing as best you can as a human being and trying to live in this world where you're still being hunted because the fae wants to take you back. Because even if you got out, like, through your own legal fey means, they're still going to try and take you back into the fey world. And so you're trying to live away from there and not get caught. And then you still have to interact with that world somewhat. And it's really, I really just loved it. It had intrigue and it had, like, all that fey lore, which I'm super into. So that is probably one that I do. How about you? <laughs> so my third game that I picked, I like things that fascinate me. So I think there are a lot of like things in the world that everyone is aware of to some degree, you know, like sports would be a, probably a really good example. Like even if you don't know every sport, like you know that sporting events are a thing and you know there are sports in other countries, you're aware of these things that they exist, right? So like hockey or polo, like even if you don't know how the game works, you know that it exists, you have a basic idea of what is happening. But then there are things in the world that like a lot of people don't know even exist and those types of things fascinate me. And that is why I picked... Castell as my third game because like I truly had no knowledge of these human pyramids that is like mm -hmm. such a huge cultural touchstone for people in another country in Spain specifically in Catalonia that's where this became popularized and the game you're literally building your own team of castellers you're building human uh, towers and this game is still a really solid like Euro game too. It has some really solid mechanics, but the theme is so fascinating. And this is where I like to manage people is if I'm just putting them into a town, <laughs> that works for me. If I'm people just, are bricks. You move to the third <laughs> level, little good, little cardboard dude, that's fine. Cause they don't, they, they, don't, mm -hmm. I don't have, they don't have to do anything once they're there. But yeah, I think I'm really good at trivia night. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of like random facts in my head that mm -hmm. I think most people don't know and I've learned them through random means through the years whether that's trivia or like tv shows like Mythbusters or things like that like weird things that most people wouldn't know are the types of things that fascinate my brain the most and so I yeah. think that's why I picked Castell because it's like human pyramids like who knew that was a thing I didn't until this game came out and then I watched mm. went down a YouTube hole watching <laughs> Castellers and boy if you haven't done that I highly recommend it because it is really neat to watch that's awesome <laughs> I love that it's so cool yeah well, we would love to hear from our listeners what you all consider to be the games that you would give to somebody to help get to know you and your personality. Not just the games you love, but the ones that speak to you, that, that speak about you in some way. So if you all ha would like to share those with us, you know, hop into our Board Game Geek Guild, tweet at us, head into our Discord channel, all of the usual places. We would love to hear yours. 
Monique, I want to thank you before we wrap up this episode, A, for being here at my house with me (laughs) and B, agreeing to be on the show with us. It just happened to work out that you were here this weekend right before Dice Tower West and you very kindly agreed to come on the show. We typically do not have guests on the show, not for any particular reason other than Andy and I, it's just way easier to schedule with the two of us. (laughs) And uh, if we brought in guests regularly, that would just add a whole other layer of stuff. But the fact that you're here made it easy and honestly I just love talking with you and hearing about the way because you and I we are very different in how we approach some games and I love hearing about that like (laughs) hearing like that why you love a thing that I don't like and I think probably vice versa yeah like and your your brain is just so interesting too like I just (laughs) so please tell all of our listeners if they if they were like holy moly this Monique person I don't know why I didn't know them before (laughs) but I want to know more where can our listeners find more of you so you can find me on Twitter at Game Freak Geek and on Twitch at Game Freak Geek Girl, where I do some live streams. I play games. I talk a lot. And uh, I do silly voices, sing songs, and also sometimes do with Legos and just generally hang out with people. We will have links to Monique's Twitter and Twitch channel in the show <laughs> notes. So y'all make sure you go drop uh, Monique a follow on Twitch and go check out her content there because it's pretty awesome. It was nice meeting you, Blitzketeers. Yay! Yay! And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for video and blog content, as well as to get links to all our social media pages. This episode was sponsored by Gray Fox Games. Head to lastlightgames.com now to learn about the upcoming crowdfunding campaign for Last Light, an epic 4X game that plays it in an hour or less. And don't forget that Blitzketeers get 20% off non-exclusive items at grayfoxgames.com when you get used the code GFGBLITZ2022 at checkout. Want to chat about games or play games online with some new friends? Join the Board Game Blitz Discord by following the link in the show notes. You can support the show by leaving us a rating and review on your podcast provider. And if you want behind-the-scenes access and an invite to our private Slack channel, visit patreon.com slash boardgameblitz. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Miles. Technical support was provided by Toby Mount. Until next time, hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's a board game. Let's play and maybe. Bye, everyone. Bye. Because I am a party. Uh, <laughs> y'all, she just, she just gave me a finger gun, and I need to say that out loud. So and I all can, the clung, tongue click and wink, so they yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole. I mean, the, I think they probably heard the tongue click, but I, I needed to make sure that the finger gun also came through in the audio format. <laughs>